Hello and welcome to another edition of the Blue HQ's podcast. I'm Dalton, joined tonight by Matt. Uh, Aaron is part-time, so he can't show up to this podcast just like last week. And uh, Chris is feeling a little under the weather tonight. So uh, welcome, Matt. I'll let you take it off. What do you have for us? Oh, well, hey, the party's here, so I'm not worried about these other guys. I got love for them, but uh, entertainment's here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got your news. We're going to talk a little playoff football. Uh, I don't know if you guys know or not, but uh, it's championship weekend in the NFL. We got the hated Patriots taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I call them Schittsburgh, but you might know them as the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's fine. We also have the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, talk a little Pacers basketball, and we're, we'll, we'll just bullshit a little bit and uh, entertain you guys. So what do you think? What do you think, Dalton? Give me your take on the playoffs. Well, uh, personal opinion, I'm really rooting for uh, for Atlanta for one reason, and that would be uh, Dwight Freeney. You know, you saw his partner in crime retire earlier, you know, what, a month ago now. Um, growing up, you know, those were always the two guys. Being a defensive player myself in high school, um, all through the ranks that you really look up to, you know, they just – what a tandem. You know, it, it's hard to think of a greater duo in NFL history on the defensive line just two guys making an impact, uh, especially as undersized guys. So hopefully Atlanta can pull this out and get Freeney another ring before he rides off into the sunset. Um, I'm picking the Falcons to win. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm going to take uh, New England to beat Pittsburgh this week. Pittsburgh, I know, I know. But Pittsburgh should have lost to, uh, to Kansas City. But uh, – who was it? Kelsey said uh, the ref shouldn't even be working, working at Foot Locker. Well, they should have tied. They should have tied the game up. I would not say they would have should have lost, but they should have tied. Hey, the game. man, man, the, the the momentum was with Kansas City when that happened. Well, I agree. You know, they're riding it. They're the, it's hard, man. You score those two points. You think the game's tied. You know, here we go. We got. We're right back in the game. New ball game, and you see that yellow flag and. You know, it's, it's demoralizing. So, you know what? And then, in all fairness, they had a chance to stop them when the, when the Steelers got the ball back. And uh, they dropped linebackers into coverage on Antonio Brown. So, I, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking there. What a – I mean, what a bad call. So, I, don't know if, I don't know if somebody from Indy was giving them play calls or what the deal was, but that was ugly, man. Well, I think, you know, I have this conversation all the time with my brother, and I think the problem with NFL coaches anymore or just, just in general is is ego. They have these defensive schemes, and they, they swear by them, and, that, and that's cool and all, but how in the hell, how in the blue hell do you have a damn linebacker on Antonio Brown? That is that's madness. I mean, I don't care what. Okay, you're running this scheme. You're running a three-four, four-three, whatever, and it calls if your guy's in the slot. It calls for a linebacker to cover them. No, that's BS. And I get so mad when the Colts do this crap because I'm like, put Vontae Davis on their best receiver. I don't give a shit where he's lined up. He could be lined up in the backfield, in the slot, on the left, on the right. Put Vontae Davis on his ass and stick him to it. And I don't, I don't know how in the hell you have a linebacker on 
Antonio Brown, arguably the best receiver in the league. It's madness. But uh, to kind of echo your uh, feelings, I wouldn't say I'm cheering for anything. I am, uh, for anyone, I should say, uh, I'm cheering for anybody to beat the Patriots. So anybody but New England. But uh, if the Colts aren't in it, I have no rooting interest. I do not give two shits at all. Uh, but uh, I, I want to, uh, I, I, in my opinion, I'm, I'm, you know, a little break down the game a little bit. I think uh, when it, when you come to the uh, Falcons and uh, Green Bay, the Falcons' home record they're five and three at home, uh, six and three if you count the playoffs. So they got a pretty decent home record, but they're not unbeatable at home. Uh, they play pretty fast at home, and uh, I mean that offense is scoring thirty four points a game, damn near. So they look unstoppable, but. <clears throat> I cannot go against what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. I mean, until Aaron Rodgers has stopped, I can't pick against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, and and you see, time uh, year in and year out, the hot team wins. I mean, wins it all usually. So uh, you got to go with the hot hand. You got to go with the uh, Green Bay Packers. And uh, same thing in the AFC. Uh, you look at uh, New England. Everybody is is. It's kind of stroking them like uh, they're uh, the bee's knees, their arms and their legs. But look at who New England's played. They've they've played the who's who of no-name quarterbacks. I mean, you could do a better job than most of the guys they've played. From the Brock Osweilers to Trevor Simeons, they've tr- they played uh, Landry Jones. Like, they played Pittsburgh already, kicked the crap out of them, but they beat Landry Jones. I'm like, come on. And everybody's, uh, you know, kissing New England's ass. Well, here, I got a message for Tom Brady right now, okay? I want you to listen up. No one's ever heard. Are you ready? When I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass bitch. Weak ass bitch. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass bitch. Weak ass bitch. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. That's for you, Brady. That's what I think about you. That game last week. If, if the Texans had even half of a quarterback, the Texans could have won that game. Dude, and, and I get so mad, and, and I love what Ray Lewis said to Brady. It's football, Brady. You got hit. Stop bitching to the ref. Get up off your ass and move your team down the field. And, and, and Grant, I'm not stupid. Uh, Brady is a great quarterback, but I, I can't stand him. I hope I, I don't wish I don't wish uh, pain or suffering on anybody, but if, if Tom Brady broke his legs in this game, I would not be upset. But that being said, uh, I think the Steelers win for the same reason I picked the Packers. Uh, the Steelers are hot. Uh, I think they're going to run Le'Veon Bell down their throats. The New England can't stop the run. They're not going to be able to stop it this week. Uh, I was I was going to go with a shootout at first, but I really think it's it's a moderate low scoring game. Uh, and I, I want to say I picked uh, Pittsburgh like thirty one to twenty four, something along those lines. Uh, but uh, moderate, when I say moderate, that's that's a kind of a high scoring game. But I, my first thoughts were like forty one to thirty eight. But I kind of I came down on that a little bit. I think it's going to be a little bit less scoring than that. But uh, I think uh, Pittsburgh controls the clock, puts a little bit of points. New England's not going to stop anybody, and it's good. I, Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, they're not uh, the steel curtain by any means, but uh, they've been playing together and they're hitting hard, and, and that's that's a recipe for. Uh, uh, you know, for championship football, and I think they'll be in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a rematch of uh, Super Bowl forty-five, Pittsburgh Steelers and Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and uh, so you're picking the Packers and the Steelers. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Falcons, New England. I'm also going to say that the Falcons beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Right I would, down that score. I would love that. 
And I'm going to go uh, Green Bay Packers over uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, again. Uh, and it's probably going to be along the lines of uh, I'm going to go 31 to 20. 31 to 20. 31 20. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to win it all. I don't like the Packers. I don't hate the Packers. Uh, I personally used to say that Aaron Rodgers was a little overrated. I don't think he's a good leader. Actually, if you look at his uh, statistics, he's not a real big clutch quarterback because when they're le- when they're uh, behind in the fourth quarter, he's got a losing record by far. Um, so, but uh, you, you can't argue with what the guy's doing. I, I mean, he's probably the most gifted athletically as far as quarterbacks in this league go. Um, now, you know. let, me, let me ask you this. Regardless of what happens, do you think there will be another uh, Olivia Munn Snapchat sent out? Uh, if, if Olivia Munn is sending Snapchats, I want her to send them to me. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Matt, I, uh, I don't know if you, if you have heard about this or seen it. Um, if you have, you know, stop me. But uh, last year when Aaron Rodgers got knocked out of the playoffs, a, uh, a Snapchat went around of, uh, of Olivia Munn that, uh, that Rodgers apparently sent to a buddy that said the Super Bowl can suck it, and you can imagine what the Snapchat was of. So I'll, just, I'll leave that there. You know what? I, I want to say I, I do recall uh, hearing about that. A little. I have not seen the picture. I kind of want to now. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> if, it's got, if it's got her mouth and Roger's dick in it, I don't want to see it. But uh, uh, maybe we could uh, – Maybe if it ends up being the, the Packers and the Patriots in the Super Bowl, we'll uh, f- we'll uh, Photoshop Tom Brady on on uh, Roger's dick. And <laughs> hey, at this point, it's anybody but the Patriots. I do not care. I do not care. The Cleveland Browns could you know move to the NFC and 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 anybody. I hate the Steelers, but I am going to be a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan on Sunday. All right, man. Moving on. Uh, how about the Indiana Pacers last night, man? They they looked at halftime like they were just out of it. You know, they looked like that uh, that 2016 Pacers team that we we seem to see a lot of. And uh, I don't know what Coach McMillan said at halftime, but boy, they come out firing and uh, they completely different team. Yeah, it's funny because uh, you know I normally get to sleep in a little bit in the mornings. I don't really have a call time for work, but uh, our corporate bosses were in town, so our boss asked us to be in the office a little earlier. So here I am thinking, man, I got to get up earlier than usual. They got a late game. It's halftime. We're getting our ass kicked. We're down 19. I'm like, should I go to bed? I'm like, nah, I'm going to stick this out. Uh, We'll see what they do in the third quarter. And lo and behold, they come out in the third quarter. uh, You know, uh, Miles Turner starts playing defense, and uh, Jeff Teague starts playing phenomenal. I'm telling you, you know, and I say – there's two keys, well, three keys really to uh, this team w- winning, and it and it all uh, kind of ties into our big three. It's Paul George being aggressive. It's it's Jeff Teague moving the ball and finding open guys, and it's it's Miles Turner's defense. And I think uh, if those three guys are consistent on those three things, th- this team could be anybody. I really think they compete com- compete with the uh, the Clevelands and uh, as far as the East, Clevelands, Boston. Uh, Toronto, I, th- I think they can compete with anybody. I don't see any reason why they can't. Uh, Paul George is just as capable. I'm not going to sit here and say he's just as good as LeBron, but who who guards LeBron better than Paul George? You know, you put Paul on on, on LeBron, 
Um, and, you know, Paul can score on LeBron. He showed it before. And we got just enough talent. Our, you know, our bench is deeper than uh, them. Uh, you know, we can compete with anybody. And uh, something tells me it's not going to be Cleveland representing the East this year. I just don't think it is. Something, you know, if, uh, I mean, LeBron's been to the finals now six years in a row, six, seven years in a row. Something's got to change, man. Well, I tell you what, here's an interesting stat because, you know, uh, Marcus Cousins has just been taking the league by storm this year. Yep. You know, I mean, he's – He's one of the best big men in the game, there's no doubt. After uh, looking like he was just going to dominate in the first half last night, the Pacers held him in the second half to six points and only two rebounds, which, yeah. I mean, is absolutely outstanding. Those are Roy Hibbert numbers, you know, yeah. from one of the best things in the game. And the funny thing is I don't know if he had a field goal. I think those six points were all off uh... – off free throws, if I remember right, because they were uh, most of the way through the fourth quarter, and they said he's yet to have a field goal. So, and I credit that a lot of Thad because I seen uh, Thaddeus Young on him a lot, and that big that big block there in the fourth quarter that really kind of set up the uh, the win for us because I want to say the game was tied or we were up by two, and Thad just blocked the hell out of his shot, and the game was over after that. So, uh, yeah, no uh, no pun intended with uh, with tomorrow being inauguration day, but it was huge. Yeah, huge. It was huge, for sure. But, uh, I mean, the Pacers, man, they've won seven out of eight. They look like they're finally starting to, uh, to come together in jail. You know, if they keep this up, they're a dangerous team to watch. So, well, I mean, they, uh, we'll they, have, they have the talent to be dangerous, but, uh, I mean, I just don't understand. But, you know, I'm sitting here, yeah, they've won seven of eight, but they're still inconsistent in a way because – uh, you know, they win, what, five games in a row, then they come out flat in London. It's like they're there to sightsee instead of play basketball, which I can kind of understand. They're not used to going over there in the travel. This isn't something we do every year. We're not the the, uh, the Jaguars of the of the NBA. We don't travel every year. We don't have to go to London because our home, t- home team ha- – or yeah, our home city hates us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was horrible, and i like to see us bounce back and win that game uh, Monday – on MLK Day, but uh, yeah, that that game yesterday it scared me. I was like, "What the hell are, are we gonna? Is this back to being inconsistent here?" Then we come back and win, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do is is this team just has to play together, have fun out there. Uh, I'm not a big Nate McMillan fan. I'll come right out and say it. I just, I just, he doesn't strike me as you know. It's like is Chuck Pagano a horrible coach? Uh, I wouldn't call him horrible, but. I don't see Chuck Pagano winning a Super Bowl. And I, I can say the same thing about Nate McMillan. Do I think he's a horrible coach? No, but I don't think he's going to lead us to a championship. I just don't. I just don't see it for some reason. I just don't see it. So um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, I, I don't think I'm wrong right now. We'll see. I hope he leads us there. We'll, uh, we'll see, man. You know, the, the big thing is, is the, uh, the teams in the West. You know, you can get through the East. Once you get to the West, it's it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Uh, it's so funny. You look at the NBA and you see that the, they blocked the uh, CP3 uh, trade to the Lakers. What was that like five years ago? Then yes. uh, David Silver comes in. And it's like, yeah, the Warriors. You guys can add whoever you want. Fuck it. You can do whatever you want. We don't care anymore. Uh, we want you to win championships. I hate the NBA. To be completely honest with you, I, I completely hate it. Uh, it's, I want to say it's rigged in a sense that uh, the NBA has it out for certain teams to win. I'm not going to say that they're, uh, you know, paying off the refs for – I mean, it seems that way sometimes. I mean, geez, you watch – you fart near LeBron, you get a damn foul call. 
and 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 I, I would think the flopping the new the flopping penalty that was supposed to be instituted like three years ago was because of guys like LeBron and D Wade, and neither of them have ever paid a fine for flopping. Are you kidding me? Lance Stevenson has two fines for flopping. LeBron, you gotta be kidding me. It's like what the hell's going on? And it's it's so frustrating for small market teams. You think the NBA would use the NFL's model? The Browns, honestly, the Browns could be playing the Dolphins on Monday Night Football, and 15 to 20 million people are going to watch that game. And it's because the NFL knows how to to market their teams. They do. They don't just focus on two or three teams. The NBA is stupid. Their marketing is stupid. You guys focus. If you're not the Lakers, the Knicks, the Warriors, or Cleveland, they don't give a shit about you. So what are you supposed to do? And there's more talent in the NBA. I would argue there's more talent in the NBA now than there ever has been. Yeah, it's a it's a complete lopsided league. There's no doubt about it. You know, that's they market these the Lakers versus Cavs, you know, and the the Warriors and Thunder and all these you know big market teams, and it's it sucks for the little guy, man. It really does. You know, we've we've got close a couple times. I remember being in Banker's Life for a lot of the Warriors Pacers, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, and man. What a what a group of series, you know. You could cut the tension in that building with a knife. And Matt, I know you were there too. And it was you know. What a what a time, man. I love it. Yeah, and I mean you look at uh you think they would roll somebody like Indy. I mean, who throws a party like Indy? I mean, honestly, we're known for our big events. And when the Eastern Conference Finals was in Indy, that town was electric. Everybody was a Pacers fan. No surprise because Indy fans are a little, little, little uh, fair, fair weather. Uh, let's be honest. Um, uh, that's across the board. Colts fans, IU fans are the worst. But um, wow. extremely, that hurt. Extremely fair weather. Hey, if you're a loyal fan, God love you. But uh, I get so annoyed when the Hoosiers are – are, are, they have a losing record. You don't hear about them. Then and Dan, they win a few games. Everybody's who, 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 who. I'm like, who cares? Shut up. <laughs> I'm not. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't even talk. You got me so flustered, messing with my Hoosiers, man. Yep. Moving on to the uh, to the Indianapolis Colts and the NFL. A lot of big news coming out today. First off, I would just like to say, uh, Mr. Kravitz, I love you. If you hear this. You are uh, you are a great guy, and thank you for bringing traffic to our website with your your flattering article. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, Bob, don't worry, buddy. We're gonna tweet this at you like five times tomorrow, five times the next day. <laughs> You're gonna retweet this shit, um, and I want you to listen to this whole thing. And Bob, I've, I've I've met you. You're a nice guy, dude, and I appreciate the love. But don't hate on us. I don't know who Jim sources. He won't even tell us. But I could get high on mushrooms and not come up with a story that good. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's some truth to it. You know there's some truth to it. That's why you're so pissed off about it. So have that, Bob. Have a drink. Just for the record, uh, I know Jim said he likes uh, likes the German beer. I'm more of an Irish guy myself. So when you buy us all around a beer, we'll have some Irish and German beer. My but, favorite uh, beer is the free kind. Man, don't lie. You like the fruity drinks. We all know. No, I do Just, not I'm Everyone listening, Matt is a uh, a blue Hawaiian type of guy. Uh, I'm uh, everything. Uh, as a matter of fact, Aaron uh, was just out for his birthday, and he was hitting me up asking for shot recommendations. And I I, I succeeded in getting uh, 
uh, Aaron a little shit face because I, I made him do a liquid cocaine, uh, full horseman. And he told me he could out drink me. I'm like, bro, I'll sit there and drink. I'll get, we'll each grab a whiskey bottle and the first person to finish it wins. I'm like, dude, you won't even finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron likes the mojitos, man. So anyway, <laughs> I'm back on topic. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Indianapolis Colts news. Just to touch on this real quick, because I saw someone post this, and I wish I would have wrote down who it was that shared this today, and I missed it. Um, so whoever's out there, if you uh, if you see that this was you that tweeted it, get a hold of us. You know, we'll we'll give you a mention on the next show. But uh, I'm going to read you off some names here, Matt, and I want you to uh, to tell me what most of these guys have in common. Just see if you can do this. So, uh, Josh, Josh Chapman, uh, Tim Fugger, uh, Bjorn Warner, Montori Hughes, uh, John Boyett, Jonathan Newsom, Andrew Jackson, uh, DeJohn Smith, Henry Anderson, Clayton Gathers, David Perry, and Mario Herrera. Those are current free agent or free agents, you said? No, I, can you tell me what those guys have in common by chance? All those names I just read off. There's a uh, let's see, two, uh, five, seven, 10, 11, 12. There's uh, there's twelve of them. Twelve of those names. What they have in common? Yes. What uh, most of them have in common with each other? They play and football. You, <laughs> they do play football, but let me let me break this down because this is mind numbing. Okay. You know, earlier in the year, uh, Grixon kind of threw some shade at Andrew Luck and his uh, his contract, which we'll touch on that here in a second because yeah. we got a lot to talk about on that. But uh, he threw some shade, you know, saying that that wasn't uh, helping him build his defense. So those names I just read off to you, all 12 of them, they, uh, they were Ryan Grixon's defensive draft picks from 2012 to 2015. So he and- made 12 of them in, what, three years. What, three of them are still on the team? Three of them are still on the team out of 12. Those three are Henry Anderson, Clayton Gathers, and David Perry, all of which were drafted in 2015. You hope these guys the best going forward, but it is important to mention that Henry Anderson and Gathers both were nagged by injuries this year. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. You look at – I know one guy they drafted in 2012 that I had high hopes for with Josh Chapman and who made big plays at time, but just, uh, I mean, none of these guys have panned out and, and I get it, you know, after, after the third or fourth round, it's kind of a, it's kind of a crap shoot, you know, it's hit or miss as it is, but you can't be missing on these first rounders. You can't be missing on these second rounders. I mean, I was so, so looking forward to DeJon Smith. All I heard was great things about this guy, about how he wanted to be the best cornerback in the league, and he was ready, and, and Grigson's blowing him, and, and Chuck's blowing him. And, and this did they even play? What the hell happened? It's he like, made one tackle in his whole indie career. One tackle. Wrote an article about it the other day. It's uh, Ryan Grigson's top ten worst transactions in indie. I mean, I mean, how does that happen? I, I don't – I mean, I, I feel like who was who was saying this the other day? I want to say it uh, was, uh, oh man, some radio host the other day. I forget was saying about we have not drafted any. Grigson has not drafted any defensive pro bowlers, not once since he's been here. He's like, you literally 
have to try to not do that. I mean, you, you, you fall into them at some times. I mean, we, you look at Polian had defensive pro bowlers all over the place. We had Mathis, we had Freeney, Cato June, Gary Brackett. Half those guys weren't even, like, drafted. And you can't even luck into a defensive pro bowler. I mean, I just – and well, I'm going to be honest. the defense is, you're telling me that you can't get one guy, you, you know, good enough. One guy. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And people want to – I say people wanted. I would say people wanted to finger it about our record, and yeah, our record's great because of Andrew Luck. And if you're going to tell me if you're going to if you're going to sit here and say that uh, Andrew Luck was a great pick and we should thank Gregson for that, Andrew Luck is a no-brainer. I mean, there's five-year-olds who don't know crap about football who could have made the right pick there. Uh, you know, as long as you have Andrew Luck, you're going to win games. I'm sorry, and I think uh, Pagano deserves more credit for. Uh, for our team than than Grigson as far as the uh, the, the bad in our team, I, I think he deserves more credit. But I don't think Grigson has done enough to keep his job by any means. Well, and here's the thing, man. Going back to uh, some management decisions, Ursay finally broke his Twitter silence and uh, come out and you know kind of broke out of nowhere that Andrew Luck was having surgery on his on his throwing shoulder which is huge news. Um, he did mention that it was outpatient surgery, but here's the kicker. The recovery time on the surgery he had, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's six months, which, put, which puts him in mid-July to be fully back. So you're almost at training camp at that point. Now, yeah. here's what gets me, Matt. You're telling me we have a quarterback. I mean – you're the face of your franchise, most arguably most the most important athlete in the city, you know, with the exception of maybe Paul George. I'll give you that. You know, it's it's a toss up depending on who you side with. But one of the most important athletes in Indianapolis, one hundred and forty million dollars, and the future of your team is riding on this guy. With a lingering shoulder injury from 2015, and you trot him out onto the field against a what a three and twelve Jacksonville Jaguars team in a meaningless Week 17 game. You know, I, I just I don't get it. You run him out there with a shoulder injury against a it's a game that doesn't even matter. It might as well have been a preseason game. Win or lose, you're not going to make the playoffs. You know, I mean, some would argue it's better to lose. You're going to increase your draft stock. Why risk his, you know, health and his future for nothing? And the only thing that I've read all day and that I've seen is it was to prove that they had the right coaches and the right personnel in place going forward to see uh, that they could beat a 3-12 and Jacksonville Jaguars team, who, by the way, I was at that game, they almost lost to. If not, for luck, playing injured, they would have lost that game. He led them down and won the game at the very end. Here, I mean, I got a few things to say about that. Uh, as far as luck separated shoulder that happened last year, I actually uh, had the same injury. <laughs> Funny enough, as actually playing backyard football, uh, I was uh, running running with the ball. I made a catch, and uh, some guy about three hundred pounds laying on my shoulders, crushed my shoulders together, and my shoulder popped out of place. You know, separated so. Uh, I, I'm I'm very uh, familiar with the injury, and the and the funny thing is, 
is, I mean, this was my senior year in high school. So it's, it was, wow, almost eight years ago. <laughs> so almost eight years ago. And my shoulder's never been the same, dude. It's, 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 you know, it, it, I wouldn't say it's in pain, but sometimes it feels like it's being held together by paper clips. And the crazy thing now is I'm a lot stronger now than I was back then. But, uh, it's a lingering injury, and here's what I here's what I think about it. And more than likely, yeah, it's, when you say it's a nagging injury, it probably the start of the injury probably happened last year, but maybe his need for surgery is is a new thing, a new thing they thought. Because if he needed surgery, I think they would have took care of it last year. And I don't really see a problem with them playing at the end of the year. Uh, going back to him making twenty four million dollars, the dude loves football. Uh, I'm sure if it came down to, hey Andrew, you want to play? You know what he's going to say? He's like, I want to be in there, coach. And I think they all wanted to get that win for 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 Robert Mathis. And I thought they all acted like jackasses after the game. You know, you can be cool and happy that you won the game for Robert Mathis, uh, which was great. I I wanted I wanted to win for Robert too, but at the same time, it's like. Um, you know, what the hell are you doing? What's the celebration? Go back to Andrew Luck. I, I don't really see a problem with them playing that game. I don't. I mean, they're playing for nothing. They're basically out there playing to have fun. I mean, if Andrew Luck, if you're going to tell Andrew Luck uh, week 16 after that game, say, hey, we're not playing for anything, uh, that was your last day. You're sitting, you're sitting for this last game because um, I, I just don't think he would have had it. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, Andrew Luck's a football player above all else. He's not your average quarterback. He's not afraid to take a hit. He loves the game of football, and I, I don't have any problem with him out there playing. I understand that, you know, our whole franchise hinges on, on him, but with this injury, I obviously don't see it as that serious because I don't think it affected his play. Uh, you know, people say he throws the ball high at times. I think that's nerves more than anything. But I don't think this shoulder injury affected his play this year. So, it, 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 you know, maybe it's just one of those things where it's it's not super serious, but in the long run it's going to help him. So I, I don't see it as super serious. I don't think it affected his play, but devil advocate here. Yeah. Even if it didn't affect his play, Matt, when the Colts were in the Manning air with Polian, Dungy, those guys – you know, when they were the reverse of what they were this year, they were 13-0, 14-0. Guess what? Manning didn't play those last the game, the last game or two of the season because they were worried about injury. So in the same aspect, and I get that you're playing a lot sooner than you are, you know, going into the next season, but I don't see where it makes sense if he has a nagging injury that you're concerned about because unless, you know, unless somebody's not doing their job, there had to be a concern going into week 17. Well, I don't, I don't think uh, – I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I, obviously I don't know. We're all speculating here. But my guess is if, if it was a nag – that's what I was saying. If it was a nagging injury, if it was like, hey, my shoulder's messed up, I can't go in there, I think if there's any question he couldn't play, they probably would have sent him out. That's why I'm saying maybe they went in, looked at his shoulder after the season, said, okay, yeah, we missed something, or, or yeah, you know, a little bit of wear and tear, stretched out this ligament, or this one's loose, or whatever. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the hell a shoulder looks like. But uh, my guess is uh, that it was a new find, and that they're like, you know, it's better for us to do surgery now than for you to risk, you know, hurting yourself more. So I'm going to guess that they didn't know about it or he wouldn't have played. Uh, I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't, know this for a fact to be true, but you've got to think that they didn't know about this or he wouldn't have been in that game. I, I You know, it just – that would make sense to me. Well, and here's one other thing to throw out there for you. And just as a uh, 
a little bit of a tad bit of information. Um, he also during the season did not throw on Thursdays. He took it off to preserve his shoulder. So yeah, maybe you don't know it needs surgery, but you, I mean you know something's up when your starting quarterback is taking a day off from throwing. There's something there, man. You know, it's hard to. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Luck's tired for carrying our damn team on his back. Uh, you, you never know. Um, real two quick hits, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, speaking of Luck, the Colts, you know, the speculation, everything. There was a report today that the uh, the Colts' private jet was in San Jose, I believe. Um, I don't think there's anything to that. So please, everyone, don't get your hopes up. San Jose, uh, Robert or Robert Ursay, well, Jim Ursay is naked on a beach somewhere. Do not think he's out looking for a coach. He's uh, high as shit. He's on a beach sipping a margarita right now. Uh, I, I don't know that he's doing that, but I, I don't think there's anything there. So don't get your hopes up, Colts fans. Also, um, if you're still with us here, just wanted to kind to uh, kind of reach out and give everybody some words of encouragement. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talk about they're, uh, they're not going to renew their season tickets. You know, they're not going to support the Colts anymore, this and that. Even with the article that we had come out, um, as far as, you know, what happened behind the scenes, whether you believe it or not, don't give up hope on this team. Fair seasons. Think Back about the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, these fans – that have endured, you know, countless seasons, not even sniffing eight wins. You know, don't be that guy that says I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna support this team anymore. You know, they've only, they've only won 16 games in two years. If you love this team and you're still a fan, continue to support them. You know, go out, show your support. This team does a lot in the community. You know, these players, they're good guys. It's important to show your support for the team. And that gets us into our next point. If you don't show your support for the team, stay off. You might uh, you might be looking at the next Oakland Raiders, man. File paperwork to go to Las Vegas or the San Diego Chargers. I'm sure that those guys would love an eight and eight season if they were staying where they're at. You know those fan bases. You know it's funny because the the same fans who are are boycotting boycott. Well, I can't talk. Boycotting the Colts are the same fans that would bitch and moan if we were to leave Indy because they'd be like, oh, no, our state's just chasing money or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, dumbass, you didn't support the team when they were here. You can't – being a fan is not about supporting a winning team. It's uh, – you know, granted, I was, I'm not old enough to know what the Colts were like in the 90s, really. I, I didn't follow football when I was a, a little baby, but – uh, you know, I know what it's like to for the Pacers to start five white guys and to be horrible. And I still went to, you know, 20, 30 games a year. Uh, support your damn teams. They're here. They're, 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 they're part of the city. Be proud. Well, and, and, and these teams, let's say these I teams they're such a huge part. You know, if Matt would just let me talk here, I'd explain to you what I'm trying to say. Go ahead, buddy. But uh, that's not for you. But uh, – you know, a lot of us have grown up, you know, we've directly, directly or indirectly around these teams. You know, I mean, for me personally, I grew up watching, you know, Reggie Miller with the Pacers and Jermaine O'Neal and, you know, all these guys. And it was just like, it was so fun to come home and, 
you know, turn on the TV or to go to a game. I just, I look forward to it. Whether they won or lost, you know, I just, it was great. And as far as the Colts go, you know, I remember growing up in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. And every Sunday, you know, I'd get all the Colts stuff and sit in front of the TV and, you know, I'd, I'd watch and just in awe of Peyton Manning and, you know, the Marcus Pollards and the, uh, the Dwight Freenies and all these guys. And, I mean, I was so passionate as, you know, this five-, six-year-old kid that if they lost, I mean, I would just cry. I would, you know, I'd bawl my eyes out. I was a little kid. But you get, you get so attached to these teams. So as a fan and as someone who, you know, is passionate about these teams and about Indianapolis sports, don't give up on these teams. You know, it's, it's important. They do a lot for the community. And at the end of the day, they're as much as a part of our lives as we are of theirs. I agree, man. I agree, man. I got uh, I got some I got, uh, I got some party. This is for all you New this England fans. Win I Don't worry guys, I uh, I muted Matt so you wouldn't have to listen to that anymore. But uh for the Blue HQ and uh Matt and me and I'm sure Aaron wherever he's at sipping on a mojito. And uh, everybody here, have a great night. We'll see you next week. And uh, support your teams.